this is rather exciting. We are back for a third series of Straight Talk. We're back for a seventh season of Formula E and we're back with two new racing drivers sitting in the hot seat for Mahindra, Alexson and Alexander Sims. Guys, a massive welcome. The first time you're sitting side by side together as teammates for an episode of Straight Talk. Um, do you like each other? <laughs> I guess we've got to say yes. Unfortunately, we? yeah, we, we, get, we get on all right, yeah. <laughs> How's it been going? How's the, the settling in period been going for you both? I think it's been pretty fun. Uh, we knew each other from before anyway, so then from that side, that was pretty easy to start a working relationship. And then since then, we've actually gone on really well. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. we haven't... We haven't raced yet, so <laughs> we haven't actually time spent to too much time together in terms of simulator work and things. It was pretty much just Valencia, actually, where we we spent uh, times at the track together. But uh, no, it's good. Get on very well and looking forward to the season ahead. Excellent. Okay, so it's an early start in, in your relationship, but not so much your relationship with Formula E. Obviously, we're here at the moment for the first race ahead of Season 7 in Saudi Arabia. Really exciting to be here after... Well, it's been nearly a year where we haven't had any racing. Of course, we had that intense period in Berlin, but it's brilliant to be back. But I think what we're going to focus on for this session really is to discuss all the tracks and the excitement that we've got to look forward to over the course of the season. Um, there have been quite a few changes. There are a couple of new tracks on the calendar. Um, but I think we should kick off talking about the track here in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, because I don't know what you think, but from talking to a lot of the drivers in the pit lane, it seems rather unanimous that this is one of the favourite tracks. Well, it's my first time here, so I'll let, I'll let Simsy crack on with that one. Um, <laughs> He's pretty good around here as well. Uh, yeah, it depends on the season, but it's cool here. It's a really interesting mix of two different halves of the track. You know, you've got the first half of the circuit where you pretty much don't go straight between turn one and turn 14 it's just corner 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 constantly and finding a rhythm through that section is is ultra important and then you've got the second half of the track which has got longer straights overtaking opportunities and some real heavy braking um, into turn 18 as well so it's a it's a really good mix there's a bit of undulation there's some bumps and yeah it, it's, it's really good fun over here and you have one here as well and a couple of pole positions it, it went quite well last year, yes. Yeah, fingers crossed we can, we can have another good one. But <laughs> not, um, not, not looking too much too into it to what may happen. All right, well, let's get into the rest of the race calendar because after Saudi Arabia, on the 10th of April, we will be heading to Rome. Now, Rome has obviously held an EP twice before. Now, you both raced there before as well. Talk about the memories that Rome brings to you because I suppose they've been tricky races in the past, shall we say. Yeah, I mean, personally, I really like the track. And of course, the location is, is amazing as well. It hasn't bared the, uh, the best results for me. Not really through a lack of anything other than just hasn't come together. But as a circuit, it's really, really cool. It is a, it's a city track, like a pure city track. But also the undulation. Okay, we've got a new layout this year, but last year's layout had a jump and, you know, all of it crazy. But I, I really liked it. What, what did you think? Yeah, it, it was pretty mad actually i remember that first time going well firstly down the hill you know it's pretty steep isn't it with that lateral braking zone whilst you're going downhill really really tough into turn four i think it was and then yeah the, the jump was mad the 250 it was you took you got some decent air that actually was one of my downfalls in qualifying that i got a red car as i went over uh, the jump yeah so that was my qualifying lap done but uh did you have to lift off the throttle in the bmw well we were told track. not to but i mean right 
I think in no, we, were, we, were, we probably should have done. No, we were told not to when I was yeah. that's, that's somewhere else. But really cool, really cool track. Yeah, lovely city. Hopefully when we get back we can actually do a bit of sightseeing again, but um, we'll see we'll see how that is. But uh and the track this year, is, I mean, it's, it's quite heavily revised, isn't it? You've got a few sort of longer straights, quicker corners. I think these changes have mainly been made to actually minimise disruption in the area. But what effect is that going to have on the racing? We're yet to see what the circuit's going to look like, but it looks pretty good. I mean, it's even longer. So from that side, I think, I think it'll be cool. But I mean, seeing here right now, we're not sure. Yeah, I think just be, it, with it being quite a long circuit, it will restrict the amount of laps we get in practice. You know, with a lot of corners and a long lap, it means that you actually don't get many chances to get fully in sync with it. So it's going to make it really hard, I think, for, for, for us drivers to, to get up to speed quickly. But yeah, I mean, half of the track's pretty much the same and half of it's new, I think. So um, I'm sure we're going to have a, a, a really interesting and did, circuit. Did you manage to actually explore Rome a little bit, find any... Mainly good restaurants. Well, Nikki, do you remember our, our little adventure? Wait, which, which was our adventure? When I was a virgin. Which oh, is the, uh, yes. The little uh, twizzies. Yes. The little electric uh, thing. Yeah. We had our, uh, our little competition yeah. to see who could get to the Colosseum first. Yeah. And, uh, but well, it's more we, accident, do you remember? Yeah, I mean, we, and we've completely followed the rules of the competition by the book. Yeah, yeah no, won. it's good. Yeah, we, I mean, that... You know, that's the main thing we need to remember. Yeah, exactly. That's the main thing. <laughs> it's all about the winning, right? <laughs> Mate. We, I, I was on the prize. Uh, but it's such a beautiful city, isn't it? I mean, to actually be able to go racing in such a historic location with things like the Colosseum around the corner, it's pretty magical. Yeah, it's really pretty. And I think um, I mean, it's a really cool location. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you wish you had more time to... But again, I'm pretty bad for whenever I go to these amazing places. If I'm going there for racing, I struggle to let my mind wander anything other than the job on hand. Like, mm -hmm. it'd be nice to see something, but for some reason I'm just not able to open up my, my mindset for anything other than the job. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you find the same. No, I was thinking it's pretty understandable. I mean, you know, what we're, we're doing here, we, everyone takes very seriously. It's amazing that we go to some of these places. It's not only Rome, is it, that we go to so many other awesome locations. But at the end of the day, we're there to try and win races, and that takes a lot of dedication. So it's only after the racing normally, if you, for, for me anyway, if you fly home on the next afternoon or something, that you can spend a morning looking around. Will you always fly home pretty much straight after a race, or do you sometimes kind of tag on it? a few days to chill out and, and enjoy the location that you're racing in or do you kind of just completely separate work and well holidays? I mean for me it really depends on how the calendar through the year sits I think quite often especially with the Formula E races this season in particular you know we're going to have lots of effectively back-to-back -back weekends with one week off in the middle where we're going to be on the simulator back home so you know we, it's, it's going to be necessary to get back home as soon as possible and then get into the following races preparations but um, certainly if I find myself with a bit of time two or three weeks off after a race then if it's a location that I haven't been to before I'll, I'll try and stay an extra day and, and have a look around because we're not going to get these opportunities to travel to these amazing places forever in our lives so um, yeah I try to try to capitalize on it when I can. Yeah, I guess you just got to make the most of these opportunities while you've got them. <laughs> yeah, now, I've, I've done it a few times, stayed after an event, which is really nice. But like Simsy said, you have to like try and plan it around your next race or your next test day. 
Uh, but if it falls nicely, also at the end of the season, I mean, sometimes Formula E's ended in New York a few years, which is also obviously a very nice place to stay for a few days afterwards. Um, so, yeah, that's nice. So, last time out in Rome, I think it was, you finished P12, since yep. you were P17, but now you're with Mahindra Racing. So, what results can we expect? <laughs> can we expect? I mean, hopefully a lot more than that. <laughs> let's, let's put it like that. Um, yeah, I, mean, my, I remember my last visit there and it was uh, it was honestly a disaster so um, <laughs> maybe you had a big start you went off like a bad hell maybe for the first few corners yeah, yeah I remember <laughs> I found my limitation quite quickly yeah, yeah I remember no I th- I'm feeling yep yeah, I think quietly confident that we can we can do a, a good job I've been very impressed with our preparation so far for this for Riyadh and hopeful that we can continue good form into the following races well okay so after Rome we are heading to Valencia which of course is where we've been for the last couple of years of pre-season testing but we've never had a race there and I don't know about you but I think this is gonna be really interesting because we've never really had a race at a proper purpose-built track okay maybe you could look at Mexico City as one but actually quite a large chunk of that is changed again, you know, particularly the stadium sector. It's tweaked to make it more street circuit friendly, so to speak, whereas Valencia is very much purpose built track. So what kind of things can we expect from that? How do you think a Formula race is going to fare in that kind of environment? I think a race like that puts a lot more, how should I say, a race like here today, well, this weekend in Diria, you could say, the driver will make a bigger impact usually than potentially the powertrain efficiency in the race because of the way the nature of the circuit is, you know, it's a lot about the driver's skill. Whereas Valencia, it's, it's going to highlight a lot about the car because it's a pure racetrack and I'm sure energy will be a big thing because it's a big racetrack. Efficiency will be a, a big issue as well. So from that side, it's going to put a lot of, I would say a lot more stress on maybe our engineers to make sure that we've got uh, the right package to compete. From what we saw in pre-season testing, we seem to go pretty well there. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, I think we will take confidence from that, but, I mean, the hard work won't stop. I would say that's, that's the predominant thing. And you've held the record for fastest laps there in one of the seasons in pre-season testing before. That was Simsy. Oh, sorry. Did I? Yeah, you, <laughs> your first season in, wasn't it? I, I, yeah, I did. It was okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. There you go. I think you've topped the time yeah, was, as well. Yeah, this, this year. This yeah. season, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So what, so you're feeling, <laughs> I love it. Like, how, it's good though, you're speaking for each other already. It's yeah, helping yeah, yeah, each yeah, other yeah. out. Yeah. Good sign of good teammates. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Alexander, what do you think uh, a track like Valencia will throw up? I'm looking forward to it because it's, yeah, as Alex was saying, it's such a big open circuit compared to what we normally, normally go to. In the pre-season events, when we've done the sort of dummy races, although everyone knows they're a dummy race and, and not taking it 100% seriously and everyone's sort of doing their own thing to use that track time as they want. It has been pretty clear that overtaking and using energy at different times promotes so much racing there. So much is going on um, and you're active as a driver thinking about your energy and consumption because you know that a lift in the wrong place or just a little bit out with your strategy of energy usage you can be losing like half a second a lap like that you know if you if you just slightly too much or too little uh, energy consumption so I, th- I think it's going to be really interesting you're going to probably have a lot of overtakes and, and changes towards the end of the race 
when you realise that some people have over-consumed or, or have a bit left in the tank. So I'm looking forward to it. And do you think they're going to add in a few sort of chicanes and walls to make it a bit more Formula E-like? <laughs> I'm sure they will, but I'm not sure how you do it really because these circuits are like homologated by the FIA. So that's probably not really a question for me, but I do know it's not as simple as just sticking a wall on the, on mm -hmm. the tarmac. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that, that one remains to be seen. Yeah. I think it would be nice if we could have just some walls on corner exits to avoid the sort of track limits fiasco that we have pre-season testing each year, which, I mean, it's pre-season testing, so ultimately, I guess people don't really care that much. But it, from a racing point of view in Formula E, I think it would be nice if track limits were enforced through necessity rather than stewards' investigations. But I, th I think it adds something completely different to what we have normally. So actually keeping it like Valencia kind of is now is, is not such a bad thing. And when you have to a track like that, will your preparation be different? You know, as you mentioned, it's going to be all about the energy efficiency. That's the real focus. So when you're in the sim, does that kind of change the way you look at things, change the way you practice for it? I wouldn't say so because we practice for everything. Yeah, fair really, enough. <laughs> to the nth degree. So from that side, I don't think there's much more we could, we could even think about doing, really. <laughs> no, no, I agree. Certainly in this team, it's, we have a lot of preparation. Really? Yeah. yeah. Have you both found that, you know, speaking from obviously being at other teams in the past, that yes. you are doing more yeah. um, preparation at Mahindra? But I have to say it's good because it's driven from a place of hunger from the team. It's not out of just doing it for doing its sake. I really feel like in this team, uh, there's a real hunger to improve where they have been. And from when I joined, you know, the proof will be in the pudding, absolutely. But for the rate of improvement has been really skywards as a team and how far the cars come the software development and that all comes from hard work in the simulator and also hard work from the engineers as well yeah you'd agree with that alexander absolutely yeah i mean i'm coming from a team that was based in munich and you know it was it was a flight to go and see them so i typically only go once before each race for for a couple of days Whereas now I'm 35, 40 minutes drive away. And so it, the, the just opportunity to go in, use the simulator to answer any questions we have um, and explore any development avenue, it's so much easier, um, you know, just from a pure logistics point of view. And as Alex said, you know, everyone in the team is there wanting to do more, wanting to work hard um, and explore, explore new ideas on the simulator. So, um, yeah, preparation for, for these races has been pretty good so far. Excellent. Well, we're exciting to see what you can do with it then. Um, so after Valencia, we head to Monaco on the 8th of May. Now, what a historic track. I mean, it must be every racing driver's dream to race around Monaco. I think the first race that took place there was in 1929, so nearly almost 100 years ago. The likes of Jackie Stewart holding the record from the 70s in the Formula One track layout. But we have it's obviously a different layout. We tend to race around the harbour. But what does it mean to you racing in somewhere like Monaco? I think the first question is I wonder what layout we're actually going to do because there's mm -hmm. a lot of rumours that we could be using the full Grand Prix track, we could be using more than what we have been doing but not the full Grand Prix track. So from that side, I'm excited to know about it. But I mean, you've already said it, Nicky. I mean, it's, Monaco speaks for itself on so many different levels. To win there obviously does mean more than most places. So yeah, it's um, the glamour and the, and the prestige already speaks for itself i think don't you think absolutely it's heritage in motorsport it's it's pretty um much up there with 
the the most historical amazing circuits that we go to um in any in any category of motorsport so yeah to go there in formula e yeah racing on the streets the glitz the glamour of monaco you know it's real it's not just an, another place that we go to it's super special so um looking forward to that it really does and i think that special feeling it just emulates through the whole product doesn't it everyone has just got a certain buzz about them they just thrive off the atmosphere that it brings um, and you guys did quite well in qualifying and actually Alex you finished in the points last time out and um, but what are the biggest challenges of, of Monaco you know it, it really is much more of a traditional street circuit isn't it well it's actually in Formula E terms the most racetrack like because it's this track surface gets res- it's get resurfaced every single year it's a real Formula One circuit yeah. so their level of what they need to go racing is a lot higher than Formula E purely because they run on like huge slick tires we've got road-based racing tires Uh, so from that side we can just turn up in any city and race because of the way the cars are designed but so from that side Monaco is very smooth um, not many bumps in pristine condition in comparison to somewhere like Diria here where we turn up so actually it's um as a car setup, we can run the car extremely low and ride high. Yeah. Uh, can be very aggressive with our settings. Um, yeah, just to... so it's kind of the perfect track then. It is really. What do you think? Absolutely. I, mean, I think the, you know, the chicane that Formula One goes through is a super tight chicane for them, whereas it's actually a fairly normal corner for us. You know, um, and yeah, going through the swimming pool, swimming pool complex, it's it's pretty high speed compared to most of the, the corners we have on, on our circuits normally. It's a fairly short track. The, the one we've done before so if we are able to go onto the longer track that would be really really nice uh, addition but um, yeah I, I just for me going from your hotel walking down through the train station down the steps into the paddock area there's just something really special seeing the harbour the boats knowing yeah you're in Monaco it's it's an awesome place awesome place have you reserved your spot on someone's super yacht that is the most important thing to get sorted ahead of monaco i think forget the sim <laughs> well i need to need to ask mr covid what, what's he gonna do really? oh yeah yeah sorry yeah. sorry sorry <laughs> but it's a great place to isolate just get your yeah yourself. absolutely <laughs> why not <laughs> okay so uh, charles dillbag if he fancies uh sort that out for us <laughs> So after the glamour of Monaco, we head to Marrakesh on the 22nd of May. So we're packing them in now at this point. We're building momentum into the calendar, which is great. Now Mahindra have scored two race wins here, a third place, a pole position and a fastest lap at the track. So I think it's fair to say there is going to be quite a lot of excitement uh, from the Mahindra group about coming into Marrakesh. What are your thoughts on it? I think it's a good track. Yeah, I, I like it going to be a bit later in the year than it usually is because it's usually quite early in the season or early in the calendar year so the temperature will be very different it's a big Formula E track again there's another one like Valencia that exposes the weaknesses in your car and your powertrain because it's very energy hungry so from that side whereas again going back to Monaco that that isn't that's again another one where you know with a weaker powertrain you can do more whereas now Marrakesh is is one where it's it efficiency shows up so again that'll be a big litmus test for our yeah oh i really hope it's a bit warmer because sometimes in marrakesh it does get incredibly cold as soon as that sun goes in it's really bitterly cold but alex you had a fourth place finish there in 29 alexander i should say sorry you can't tell where i'm looking can you yeah Yeah, exactly it's a good point i've got my sunglasses on it's because i'm so used to calling you alex but now it's alexander so it's much easier i will remember going forward um yeah, Alexander, you had a, uh, a fourth place finish, so that bodes well 
for the future. Yeah, I'm, now I'm at Mahindra. I'm pleased that that race worked out well for them because, in, yeah, in that race it was the uh, <laughs> um, one of the more interesting races that I've had in Formula E where I was in the lead for a split second and had a slight coming together with my teammates. So, yeah, fourth place actually was quite a disappointment for me, which was yeah, a nice situation to be in in a way, but uh, looking forward to going back there. So far, the, the, the two times I've been there, pace has been good. I enjoy the, the circuit, as Alex said, about it being big, open straights, um, a lot of strategy, a lot of overtaking opportunities. It's, it's really good fun going there. So, um, yeah, hopefully with some warmer nights, it'll be yeah. absolutely everything we want. <laughs> which is the sort of biggest, um, or I guess the, the track that causes the biggest sort of concern when it comes to temperature? The heat. Uh, Santiago. Yeah. 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 yeah that's absolutely. definitely yeah, the hardest one for the, for the powertrain and the battery temperature as well. Quite a stressful thing to manage, actually. I mean, I think the last time we were there, temperatures were sort of 40, 42 degrees. It was unbearable. Mm. I'm not quite sure what the temperature will be like in June. So we had there on the 5th and 6th of June for a double header. So uh, double the stress on the batteries. Will they survive? Well, I think it, I think it's winter time there. I think yeah, yeah. southern hemisphere. So it, yeah. it's actually expected to be quite a lot cooler. So I wouldn't anticipate it being anywhere near as stressful from the battery temperature point of view. So might have the first sort of uh, non-battery related temperature race we've had there. Yeah. Well, that's quite good. That's one less. No, 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 that's good. One, yes. one thing less to worry about. That's no, good. Um, because I mean, Santiago as a location is absolutely stunning. I don't know whether you got to do any travelling around there before you went or after you were at the racetrack. When my first year of Formula E, I really enjoyed the whole South American leg we did. There was like Mexico, yeah. Santiago, Buenos Aires, uh, Punta del Este oh, as well, yeah. mm -hmm. which like that whole little leg of the championship, I really enjoyed more so than I, because I'd never really travelled around South America. And I wouldn't say I travelled it, but having been there, it was... Uh, <laughs> Experience. Yeah, no, no. Experience the culture. Exactly. And I really Double liked margaritas. it. Margaritas. <laughs> Less of that before the race. More oh, is that just me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's lovely. I remember going around Santiago. We did a few dealership visits and things in the two, two trips I've had there. And all the people were so enthusiastic about the race. So, so friendly. Beautiful city. Really beautiful city. And what are the challenges around? Because we're actually obviously in the park. It's the Park O'Higgins. So it's not really a street circuit as such. What kind of, I guess, challenges does that throw up? Well, I actually have never done the race in the O'Higgins Park. I did this. Do you remember the, the city one? Yes. And that was wild. Really <laughs> wild. That had like a jump in it as well, but not, not intentional. You need to get the mass, jumps back this season. It was a massive pothole instead. Um, not so good. No, so I've never done that one, so I'll let Simsy. Yeah, I think they do a very good job to make it feel very much like a street race. Mm -hmm. um, through the two seasons we've done it, there's been a very big difference in uh, the sort of main straight section, which has been these, these sort of large square concrete blocks, very bumpy, very different grip level to then the, um, the tarmac area. You don't have too many white lines and then run off. It's pretty much walls everywhere, except for <laughs> yeah, turn one, two, which means that yeah, there's absolutely zero room for error, uh, which is what we like. So no, it's, it's, it's got a nice section of corners. Two, three, four, five is uh, yeah, you're building speed the whole way through there. And then a massive braking zone into turn nine after a super long back straight, which can yeah catch the best of us out i think so yeah really that's nice. set really of nice. very tight corners it's always a tricky one yeah i experienced that last year 
had a slight brush with with the wall at one stage and um that was session over but uh i mean it's it's always disappointing when you make a mistake in in these these races and, and touch the wall but it just adds so much exhilaration to us when we're driving knowing that there's no there's no room to make any mistake you know but you've got to push the limits to be fast so uh, it, it certainly adds something pretty special. And obviously that's always on your mind, particularly Formula E, one race day format. You know, you can't mess up in qualifying. You need to deliver your car in one piece because otherwise it's not going to be ready again for the race. But double header, you've kind of got double the concerns. And is there double the pressure, double the stress? Um, or do you actually find that maybe by the second race, you're kind of, you've got into your groove a bit. You know what's going on. It's a bit easier. How do you find a doubleheader with race weekend, which is Santiago? I think doubleheaders, I personally wouldn't say like use the word build momentum because you haven't got a chance in this championship to build <laughs> anything. You have to arrive ready to go quick. <laughs> but in the sense that it does, it just feels like two different days, like, but just with a lack of sleep, you know, because you're stressed or you can't really get ready to, uh, or you need to be ready for the next day. Yeah, I think the doubleheaders, they're the only time in Formula E where we actually have a second day where you actually feel a little bit prepared for what's coming up. Spend so much of my time in Formula E at racetracks, unsure what's going to happen, how to warm the tyres up for your one lap in qualifying and stuff. But yeah, the double header, at least you have a bit of a sense of slightly more normality, I guess. What to expect. Yeah. A, li a little bit anyway. Little bit. Um, so if you had to pick, I mean, obviously... We will be racing at other racetracks over the course of the season. London, New York um, in particular, I'm the ones excited about. But the tracks we've talked about so far are the ones that have been officially confirmed. So we're going to stick to those for now. Out of those, uh, if you had to pick one, what's your fave? Monaco for me. Yeah, mm. has to be, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I'd probably go Marrakesh personally. Oh, okay. I, like Mar I really do like Marrakesh. They're all good. It's, it's not like any, any of them are way above the other, but yeah. Excellent. Well, just don't forget to book that spot on the yacht and let me know when you have. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. <laughs> I'm ready to celebrate with the champagne. <laughs> um, well, guys, it's been really, really good to chat to you. And we're very excited about you guys budding up as teammates now. And hopefully we can do lots of more of these chats over the course of Season 7 as Formula E is now a World Championship. Sounds good to me. Absolutely. And good luck. Thank you. thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you guys for watching. If you're watching or listening, if you're listening, this has been another episode of Straight Talk. I'll see you soon.